Hey everyone, I'm your host Bianca Lynn and welcome to What's Mine is Mine, a podcast where I talk to my friends and peers about our experiences as black and brown professionals. I want this podcast to be the home of resources, inspiration, and encouragement for minorities across any industry. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest. She is the definition of a multifaceted and hardworking individual. After gaining her biology degree from Hampton University, she relocated to LA where she not only became a creative and brand event consultant, but also was signed as a print and commercial model. Her work ethic and networking skills led her to gain experience in sync licensing, an intricate field that involves pairing music with visual media for film, TV, and other forms of entertainment. Driven by a desire to celebrate the diverse cultural music trends and explore the vinyl community, she founded Black Girls Love Vinyl, a platform that has become a beacon for music lovers worldwide. Please welcome Alexandria Sade. Thank you so much for joining the show. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you, Bianca, always, and for having me. Of course, of course. Okay, let's talk about your journey because most people don't go from a Bachelor of Science in Biology to working in music. So how did we get here? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a long journey for me from graduating in 2015 to where I am now in 2023. But I never even used my biology degree, which is funny, like a little bit after graduating as a research assistant, but like not too much. But from there, like you said, I moved to LA and really kind of used that time to figure it out. I know a lot of people say don't move to LA without knowing why you want to be in LA, you know, because a lot of people say they just want a change of scenery. And then people are like, what? Like, why would you just move somewhere and not know what you want to do or have an idea of it? I think for me, I always had an idea. Of course, I was looking to go back to school. So at the time, USC and UCLA had this program where you can take some classes, you know, just a couple more classes I probably needed before I applied to professional studies. So I kind of used that as like, okay, like maybe I'll, you know, do it. It just was not working Mm -hmm. out at all, to be honest. So I knew I was a creative. I've always been that way, even in undergrad at Hampton. Like I was doing all the science stuff, but I needed to express and utilize my ideas. So that's when I kind of start, you know, networking out in LA, just trying to figure it out. Also working all these odd jobs, working in the car industry, doing on-foot marketing with hotels, you know, all the different things within marketing. But that was definitely tiring, working like 10, 12-hour days but that led me to doing freelance modeling which eventually turned into getting signed with an agent taking commercial acting classes which is how I develop skills in public speaking and then of course really expressing to my network and my friends I want to be a part of projects like if there's any way I can just you know utilize all these things I've taught myself that would be perfect because I wasn't landing internships and music out there I wasn't landing Mm -hmm jobs I was applying to. So that's how I got into being a consultant, brand consulting, doing events that allow me to do things within New York, Chicago, and LA, working with the indie music label. So I've kind of used all these different things to pivot to eventually getting into the music industry. And again, like I had to take an internship at 29 and I'm 30 now. So, but that internship led me to 
work in sync licensing and get experience. Even though I'm still looking for work right now to get back in the music industry, I'm just so grateful to even be able to navigate and pivot life to get to where I am now. Yes, that is so awesome. Two things that I heard from your story is that you're resourceful and you're humble. And I think going to a new city and trying to find these job opportunities, but then you're like, okay, it's not really what I'd like to do, or it's not really the path I thought that I would be taking. And so then you started taking public speaking classes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. I mean, I was someone in undergrad who was very shy. Like, I don't even know how I know the people that I do for Hampton because I was really just shy. But really, I knew that I kept saying I want to do modeling and all those things just to check it off my list. But I kept hearing that doing commercial modeling and acting is more lucrative and will get me into more experiences to keep the jobs because, you know, you're auditioning all the time. But in order to do that, I had to take commercial acting classes. So that's when I was like, okay, I have the time. It was like in a perfect position for me to actually be able to have the time to go to these classes. Because when you're trying to work a full-time job and other activities outside of that, it's very, very hard to do in LA, especially just to even get around with traffic and all those things. But going to the commercial acting class, I was so nervous, but I was also very open. And that was the thing about moving to LA I knew I had to be open to whatever it is I had to do to make a living first but definitely to get to where I want to be creatively so while taking that class the guy that taught the class he was very like he was just so perfect it was coach Mike hey I saw your commercial he's a good 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 coach instructor for anyone who's interested in getting into acting I think you should always start in commercial acting because you're really utilizing your personality first so it's just really bringing that out of you it's scary to have to talk in front of people that you don't know and be somebody in front of a camera but what I realized is that if that's how you have to audition you slate your name and then they ask you questions about yourself like what's your favorite food just to break the ice and then you do a read and I just feel it really did help a lot because once I was progressing through the classes, some days it was like really hard because, you know, being someone who's an introvert, some days I just don't feel like talking. <laughs> but I'm someone like when I am afraid, I make sure that I volunteer to go first because I like to get it over with. So to conquer mm -hmm. fear, I'm always volunteering myself first to handle that fear. And then I'm like, ooh, okay, it wasn't that bad. Like I can actually sit there now after I watch other people and be like, you know what, this is not that bad for me. Developing that skill has positioned me to obtain other skill sets that I have as well. You know, being a creative and being able to navigate within people and networking, so. Yes, I really love that part of your journey. I love listening to people's journeys and then actually seeing where some of these decisions that were made years ago, how it really impacted where you are now. And I just find that to be so awesome. And honestly, I don't really have any fear about public speaking, but hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, well, let me sign up. I want to do that. Like that just sounds really fun just to kind of put yourself out there and get a little uncomfortable because it can only make you better. At that time when you decided to take these classes did you have black girls love vinyl in mind like did you have that foresight of knowing how this was going to impact you or were you kind of just thinking not like short term but just more of like okay well I'm in LA and I'm doing this to get this commercial job 
Yeah, that's such a great question and point because I've been a collector for so long now. And it's such a task, like a hobby that you do where you don't have to talk to people. Like I'm a person where, you know, I can go into a record shop and no one has to speak to me because I'm there to dig and look and have my time with trying to do modeling and acting. I say, since I'm doing all these creative things with my records, let me actually tie it in together and model my records all around Los Angeles. So I would go to Crenshaw. I would go all the way out to Malibu and take pictures and sceneries of what the album made me feel and would try to capture that in the photo. And then months later, I was like, oh, I want to see like more Black women like myself that are in this space. I know that we exist, of course, from years way before me and before starting the platform Black Girls Love Vinyl. But it was like at a moment where I was just like, ah, I should just create this platform and I can carry it over with the photos that I'm taking too to represent and express myself more and put myself out there. And so now with having Black Girls Love Vinyl, I mean, I've definitely had, I wanted to be more behind the scenes with it, but I understand now how you still need to like kind of show and represent the Mm -hmm. things that you're into and build community still around that. So it definitely has put me in a position of saying, okay, let's let's do the music side of things as well but in my own space since I'm not able to at this point in time getting to the industry but definitely create my own space to navigate to be there at some point yes I love those full circle moments maybe they may not be as large but just putting those pieces together and seeing how you had one idea to do something for another reason and how it could just be so impactful I really really love that and it's making me feel like you know what what are some ways that I can humble myself and put myself out there and put myself in these uncomfortable positions. Maybe it's taking a class or just being honest about a recent layoff and things like that. So while you and I both attended Hampton University, we did not know each other there. And you actually reached out to me on LinkedIn to connect, which formed an amazing alliance. I just wanted to talk about that with you and why that's really important. What What do you tell yourself and how do you know when is the right opportunity or who is the right person to reach out to and what to say when you're introducing yourself? I'm definitely gauge it off of a lot of different things. You know, I want to be able to learn. Like, yes, I know I can offer things, but a lot of times when I'm connecting, I I do want to listen to other people's story, their life, their journey, and I'm not looking for something in return. I think a lot of time I had to learn too with networking. It's not all about what you can get out of it, but like building the relationship. And with doing the music stuff, I honed in on that a lot more, learning that from around my peers. So reaching out to you, I was definitely nervous because I'm like, okay, I know we went to Hampton, but I don't want to waste people's time. People are busy. And yes, be persistent, definitely be consistent. But like, have understanding that people have their own things going outside of just work. And I was just so happy that you were able and open to wanting to talk to me in general. But I just gained a lot just from listening to your story and your background and things that you're into and just all your interests. And that's enough for me to like, feel like, okay, like, give me some motivation, some inspiration. And a lot of people don't have that time to just give up their free time to say, hey, yeah, let me tell you my life story for 30 minutes or so. But I appreciate you doing that. And I noticed too with networking, people are open to share their knowledge and 
what they've gone through and for you to find that connection or something within their story that translate over to your life. And for me, that's a, enough. Like, even if it doesn't go anywhere after, like, I just feel like it's enough. I'm learning. And that's what keeps me going in life is to continue to grow. Cause that's all I really want to do is to grow. But I'm just glad that you and I have been able to build a relationship and keep the conversation going in general and just do like check-ins and stuff. And that's pretty much what just networking in general. I've just been able to open those doors. I really strongly believe what's for you won't miss you because, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, continue to, like I said, be consistent and persistent. But the people that's really for you, they will come into your life and you'll be able to build and grow and connect with those people. It, It may not be something that can be right now, but can transform into something more later. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you're reaching out to connect with people for yourself, just as like either personal or professional development, is it easier or scarier than when you're reaching out for opportunities within your business? Because sometimes you may think like, oh, for me, I don't know. But if it's for Black Girls Love Vinyl, is it different or... Like, does it matter the opportunity? You know what? It's actually about the same for me. It's really okay, the same. Okay. I, and that's a good point because you would think, you know, I, I definitely am so confident in the work that I'm doing with Black Girls Levina. Like, I know it like the back of my hand. I mean, I collect records. It's, it's a no-brainer. Like, a lot of the stuff with that business side is really a no-brainer. But again, you have to start off that communication, though. And I think for me always trying to formulate what I'm trying to say and put in the meat of what's the importance of reaching out sometimes I struggle with. Mm -hmm. I'm always like picking at my grammar and just like little things like I will find the smallest thing just hard and then now I'm sitting here with a, a drafted email for a message for so long. So I think, yeah, for me, it's a, it's really the same. But I have these moments, too, where I just say, you know, forget it. Like, what can you lose? What's the worst that they can do? Say, no, okay, well, that's really not bad. And I think when I tell myself that, it just really pushes all that anxiety to the side and the fear. And it's just like, let's do it, Preston, and walk away from it and just leave it alone. And I have those moments a lot more now. I mean, like two years ago, maybe even three years ago, it would be a whole different story. But now I'm just like, okay, just Mm -hmm. have faith. That's all you can do. Have faith and just go with it and then release yourself from it. Walk away, move on to the next thing. Life has to keep going. So I'm in a better position now with sending messages, but again, it still takes me a couple reads and all those things, picking up how I worded the message, just, you know, doing that little Mm -hmm. stuff. But I really love that, that you've gotten to that place where you're just like, you know what, if it's for me, it's for me. It's a hard place to get to. Yes, there'll be moments where you're like, oh man, I really wanted that opportunity. Like, and you may hold on a little bit longer, but like, let it go because you never know. You never know. Exactly. I kind of wanted to go back to your internship in humility. And so I think that for some folks saying, I'm an intern and I'm 29, that is hard for some people's ego. And how was that process like for you to, to kind of seek that out? Was that something that bothered your ego or were you just so excited about that 
part of the music industry that it didn't matter to you? Yes, I was so excited. Let me tell you, I was just so happy because at the end of the day, like I've worked so many different jobs and I've just been a person who adapts at life that at this point it was just, well, I still want to work in music like that hasn't changed. So whatever it takes for me to have to get there and do it, like I'm going to do it. I'm fortunate that the internship was paid because I've heard a lot of experiences where those internships are not paid. So I was still able to, you know, still have a living. So I was still in a good position and I was living in DC at the time. So I was just full on excited, ready to learn whatever I could. I know I came in, I felt like I came in with a lot of experience already and certain skill sets that I definitely was going to be able to add but that's what made me excited is because I could still adapt to the team but also bring my creative skills and communications Mm -hmm. and things that I already Mm -hmm. know and apply with marketing social media because I did an internship that was creative and partnership so I was able to already push myself and there was no nervousness about me being older it was sometimes though like we'll have meetings and then I I was like, dang, I'm older than everyone else here. I'm the oldest intern here, you know, but that's what made it fun because it's like I'm alive and I'm still able to go and do my passion. The age thing, I kind of felt that more definitely like at 27, 28, which is so funny. I felt it then, but like at 29, I'm like, okay, come on, like. Mm -hmm. What's the worst that it can be? This can only add value, especially with, you know, COVID and all those things trying to pivot. I just feel like that was the perfect time for me to really go at it. Cause I said, if I don't do it now, then I'm going to regret not have it. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to really evaluate, like get this experience so that I can continue to move within the industry or never get the experience and still trying to get a job that I'm not mm-hmm. going to get. And I realized too, talking to more music industry professionals, a lot of people, started as an intern and I think for people who want to get into the music industry not saying like you have to go backwards you know obviously gauge where you are in your career everyone doesn't need to go back in be like okay Mm -hmm. from the bottom be an intern Mm -hmm. no but be open to these experiences you know kind of taking a left turn than where you are Mm -hmm. to get to where you exactly want to be I mean I still want to do sync licensing but more so like the music supervision side of things, but you have to know about clearances and mm-hmm. how licensing works. And people think it's just picking songs for television and stuff, but you need to know how to still navigate those communications. And that's something that I feel like now you really can't teach yourself. You have to be having like experience in. So I'm just so mm-hmm. fortunate and grateful that I was able to actually pivot from intern to a position to be, even though it was still temporary, I can use that now as a leverage while I'm still trying to navigate getting back within the music industry. Are there like any courses that you can take to make you at least feel like I'm still active or are there things that you can still do to make you feel like I'm not too far away from this, even though that door is closed? Well, I did just complete a program with the Guild of Music Supervisors. So I was paired with the music supervisor and I learned a lot more of her end of work and what she's been doing for that program was from November till May. So had a lot of meetings 
things. And I was able to like, ah, I remember that from when I worked and I was doing contracts and mm-hmm. like learning more about clearances and things like that. But I'm still tapping in with people that are in that world. I think I would never lose the knowledge that I've gained, like the more administrative side of it, like the music thing that's like back of my hand. I'm not really worried about, but it's definitely wanting to stay on track with how contracts are being done, like the administrative mm-hmm. side of sync. The music supervisor that I shadow under, she does all her clearances and things like that on her own. So that's something that motivates me too, because there may come a point where I may not be able to hire someone or I still will have to Mm -hmm. teach an intern if they were to work under me. But yeah, I think this summer I want to tap in a lot more. I'm a part of the Association of Independent Music Publishers, the New York chapter. So I'll be in New York this summer tapping in with what's happening with those chapter meetings and attending that on the publishing side. I like to be involved in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. That's going to help me still. I may not, you know, mm-hmm. see the job available, but I can still be a part of the conversation. Yes, I love that. So looking back on your journey, what would you say is an affirmation that represents your experience from graduating college to now? With God, I will give myself grace and always bet on myself every day. And I just feel like that really is how I've been living my life. Like, I've had so many moments where I'm not going to lie, I was down bad. I've been down bad. And especially living in Los Angeles, child, like figuring it out, I would really ground myself with just speaking to God, like just openly just talking to God and I'm just grateful that that's something that I do because that's how I'm able to keep going every day. What do you see for yourself next? It doesn't have to be in the immediate or it can be. It could be like in five years or overall. Traveling and documenting my record experiences. I definitely want to mm-hmm. be that Black woman who is talking about different records, where they come from. And I'm a very big uh, Alchemist fan. So I love that. Um, how he finds mm-hmm. records to sample and stuff. I just think his beats are so dope. So um, I'm kind of like that person too, who finds samples like that, but I don't, I keep them to myself. And I think it would be so cool for me to like mm-hmm. have these travel experiences where I'm digging, you know, somewhere or going to someone's house mm-hmm. and like going through their collection of things that they're trying to get rid of. So I want to start a foundation here in St. Louis for music programs, for young women to know that there is a career in this and you can do what I'm doing Mm -hmm. or something like find your own way and navigate it. I'm definitely wanting to step more into having implementing education, starting with my hometown first. Yes, I love that. With all of that said, with what your plans are for the future, what is the affirmation that you're going to be keeping in mind? My affirmation now is I welcome an unlimited source of love, happiness, and abundance into my life. And I just feel like that's so important for me because with all this work and things that I'm doing, I kind of get sidetracked with life. And I think that happiness is just so important, but like welcoming that, that needs to be more of my aura to receive, to be on the receiving end for things that are Mm -hmm. not so always work driven. I really just feel like just being in a space of welcoming an unlimited, like I said, unlimited abundance, happiness, and those things, that affirmation in itself is going to allow me to step more into that space. I love that affirmation. And I love that you're saying that because I do think that we get caught up on what am I doing with my life? I want to buy a home. 
woman. I, I want to do all these things. Like we have those goals, but you really have to take care of yourself. And at the, at the end of the day, you're a human being, not a human doing. And if you're not satisfied and happy and having an abundance of joy or laughter and just being, it's going to be difficult to also see those things in the doing. Before we go, I just wanted to know, was there anything else that you wanted to, you know, say to the listeners or if there was anything that you wanted to ask me? For the listeners, definitely follow Black Girls Love Vinyl. We're definitely in a space now of more storytelling. So with music and making that connection and with traveling, all those things. So follow us, support the Black women who love vinyl and music. We have exquisite taste. I guess I can ask you, what are like three words that just stand out to you to describe what space you want to be in going forward and how are you going to continue to give yourself grace? Ooh, this is good. Words that come up are impact, community, and fun. Those are three things that are very important to my personality and they have to be present in whatever it is that I'm doing. And right now I am really enjoying having these conversations and I feel like it's impactful. I feel like I'm expanding my community. And then like, this is fun to me. Like I get to laugh and set up these interviews and find more things out about you. So I would definitely say those three things in terms of giving myself grace, it's really just whenever I feel anxious, I I'm really excited about really standing on my faith at this part of my journey. I can look back and see how God always has me, but I could see how I had myself in shackles. Like the locks were unlocked, but I was holding on to the shackles because I was so anxious and I was just looking at like, how am I going to get out of this? And I was in those positions mentally longer than I needed to be. And so I'm grateful now And giving myself grace of like, you have these emotions, you feel the shackles, but look up and have that faith. And I think that throughout my journey, I've sharpened a lot of my skills of being a producer. I've sharpened my skills of thinking strategically. I've sharpened my skills of management. And now it's time to be like, okay, do I know how to really put standing in faith into action? And what does that look like for me? And how do I talk to myself and give myself grace in the moment, remembering that I'm in God's hands and that promotion comes from God and that I believe in community. Jesus was about community. I'm tapping into the community. And I never heard Jesus talking about he was hungry or that he was cold. You know, all those things were provided. So just keeping that in mind. Thank you for asking me that question because just with what I'm going through right now, it's good to say that out loud because you can think these things, but when you say the things it actually, well, not actually, things can be manifested from your mind and your thoughts, but you know, saying it out loud really like puts that extra oomph behind it. So Thank you for asking me that. Oh, of course. And thank you. I mean, I again, I learn so much from you every time I talk to you. So I'm just so happy that you invited me on and able to have this conversation. But to even hear you say that out loud, too, like on here, um, I'm just so like, that's, you know, that kind of, I was like, I took a lot of different things from what you just said in that answer. So I needed that. I needed to hear it as well. I, so thank you. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for always chatting with me and sharing your story and encouraging me and making me feel good in ways that you have like no idea. 
I really appreciate it. And I am so excited to watch you grow and I can see the vision and I cannot wait to see the execution of how you do the damn thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much love to you, Bianca. Of course. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll talk to you next time.